Welcome to the Confidence Mastery Podcast. I am your host, as always, Natalie Bailey, and today we have the amazing Gary Orman joining us to help us to be more confident with our sleep and tell us the importance of sleeping better and what it can do to help us in our lives. So welcome, Gary. Cheers, Natalie. Thanks for having me on. Good to chat to you again, and uh, yeah, great to catch up. Yeah, no, thank you for coming on. Um, Obviously, we've worked together and... I've always had, and I've said this quite a lot on my podcast actually, that I've I've always had issues with my sleep. And it's really, really interesting for me to see what you do and how you help people. And I thought that it would be really good for the listeners, thank you for listening, <laughs> to hear more about what you do and how you do it. But more importantly, why? Because I think that most people think, oh, okay, well, I go to bed, I might get eight hours sleep, I might not, and they don't understand the importance of it and yeah. what it might do for you, especially as a business owner. So what made you get into the sleep coaching business to help people to sleep better? If we want to start there, yeah. and, then, and then I want you to do a little intro after. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> great question. I'm happy to just chat about it because... Yeah, something that I'm really passionate about and something I never kind of saw coming, but I've had own experiences in life that led me to this point. And also um, a passion for helping people kind of tied in with that. So I've always wanted to help people. I've always been kind of the guy that people confide in, even if I hadn't asked for that sort of, you know, engagement. And then as I've grown older and obviously developed more as a human being, as an adult, I've learned about coaching, learned about different niches and all that, all of that stuff. But my own experience with sleep was down to um, my journey with my health and my wife's journey as well. And it's eventually led to this kind of hate for the health industry because um, a lot of people, specifically big pharma, are looking for uh, quick fixes for everyone who needs help. So yeah. I've had that myself. This is what I'm alluding to with my own health journey, as is my wife. And I've just gone down this path of wanting to help people naturally sleep has come as kind of the foundation of that because it's the one thing that we get our source of energy from and it's the one thing that our body absolutely has to do every single day and we take it for granted like we don't have to eat healthy we don't have to exercise and we can still you know if we kind of live a decent lifestyle we can still get by and we can be relatively healthy but we have to focus on our sleep if we want to maximize everything that we're doing in life because mm. you know you you know it, Natalie, like you you can smash the gym, you can have the best diet in the world, but if you're not recovering properly and your sleep's not where it needs to be, you really struggle. And this is what I went through myself. Like I was um, going to the gym, I was in really good shape, my diet was okay, but my sleep was tanked and I was doing one step forward and two steps back all the time. And I went to see someone for help and it was, you know, the basic stuff. Oh, here's some medication, try this, try that. No ever... Uh, no lifestyle questions about my sleep or you know anything kind of complex so yeah it's just combine it with passion for helping people it's just led me to this point because I know so many people struggle and, and the stuff I've got to now with business owners like yourself is just to help them maximize what they do in their business so they can make more money they can not worry about working 18 hour days they can actually work eight hour days and be efficient rather than just being busy for the sake of it because their mind is so unfocused all the time and 
a lot of business owners do go through it. And alongside that is managing stress, you know, chronic stress, burnout, all of those things that business owners experience. So, yeah, it's just a massive accumulation of life experience and uh, wanting to help people that's led me down this path. What do you think made you want to help people? So I've been running this podcast for over two years and I help a lot of people. You help a lot of people. And I'll be honest, the one thing I've never been asked is, why do you want to help people? So I'm going to ask you that. Why do you want to help people? It's a great question. I'll be honest, I've never really been asked that question before. I think it's a personality trait in me because if someone says something or I see someone doing something that isn't like the best way, I immediately want to jump in. And it's not me being arrogant or thinking I know everything. It's just, oh, can I help you with this? Do you want me to give you some advice or do you want me to help you? You know, even carrying the shop into the car or something like that, you know, <laughs> see someone struggling, it's hard to walk past them and go, oh yeah, I'll just ignore them. You know, I'll just let, yeah. I'll let them struggle, you know? And that's the kind of mentality I have. I don't know where it comes from. I'll probably, probably my dad a little bit of that. And it, it sort of led me into uh, the realm of, of ser- a life of service, if you like. But do you think I think as well, with the way you were brought up because I've been having a lot of quite deep meaningful conversations recently around manners and mm. um, you know manners cost nothing but the way you're brought up so I'm uh to anyone listening I'm in me or in a minute I've been working for a friend in evenings and I see a lot of people leave their chairs out on evening when they leave the table they leave their chairs out but don't t- tuck the chairs in they leave everything on the table and expect other people to clear up after him. Now, that annoys me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It annoys me as well. The way I was brought up was to clear the table and push the chair in. Like, at the end of the movie, putting our talk together. Yeah. So, do you think you were brought up in a certain way that may be different to other people, that's made you want to be the kind of person that helps others? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think... I've had that knocked into me by my parents. And as an adult now, I agree with you. When people are messy, when people don't have any courtesy for other people, it really does rub me up the wrong way. And it's very hard. Like, my wife's like, just let it go. And I'm like, no, because why don't these people think like that? I don't get it. Like, just help everyone, help others as much as you can. It will take you 10 seconds to put your chair, tuck your chair in in a restaurant. Or, you know, if you're, like you said, about the tables and chairs sort of knows that it's going to take you no amount of time at all and I think that's where it comes from definitely how I was raised 100% but also do just uh I don't like seeing people struggle is another no, thing I do. Yeah. do you think that that's helped you to be more confident in yourself by having those matters yeah absolutely um I mean I still lack a little bit of confidence now and again in my own abilities but I think around other people, I'm not scared to talk to anybody. And that is part of the reason why I'm a coach. I can talk to, I could talk to a guy who makes a million pound a month, or I could talk to someone who, you know, is just a general person who wants help. It doesn't matter who they are. It it does not matter. And I'm not intimidated by that. And I'm not lacking confidence in that. And I can kind of connect with people as well, because We've, we share some similar traits and when we work together, we discuss these in detail about our kind of our upbringing and what we've gone through and the mentality we have in yeah. regards to coaching and just the world in general is very similar. So, yeah, I think it has made me more confident and um, 
yeah, it's given me that kind of resilience as well with it when it comes to pushing through to help people when they don't believe in themselves. I'm I'm resilient and I kind of help them out to to make them see what I see. Yeah. And what do you think you see in people that they don't see? Just an abundance of potential. Yeah. I just I I have, I have mentors myself and they always tell me like. Oh, yeah, you because there's just an outsider's perspective, third person, isn't it? To say, I'll stop doing that, I'll start doing this, or look at it from this way when you've never really seen it from that perspective yourself. And I do this with all the time with people with sleep. They always think that they need a certain amount of hours, they need uh, to follow this certain routine psychotically to get this sleep. And if they don't, then their day is going to be ruined. And it's like, no, no, it doesn't. Because I've seen it time and time again when you relax and you allow things to happen specifically sleep you'll just allow your body to adapt and that it takes that kind of perspective sometimes to uh, be pushed onto people in a good way that's actually going to guide them down the right path and, and that is what I love doing it's that kind of mentality shift you see in someone when it does click and they go oh yeah I've never thought about it and I've, I've had it myself my mentors is like nah come on really and then they keep on it you keep on it you're like all right now I get it now so I when, get it. when you see the penny drop in someone, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's the most rewarding thing of being a coach, isn't it? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, you, they come on a call and they're a little bit down, and then you give them something, and they're umming and ahhing about it, and then you're like, "No, come on, just push through it." And then you support them in the week, and then they come back on the following call, and they're like, "Now I understand it." And that's what you want every time you have a call with someone, or to some degree, is a little breakthrough, even if it's like 0.1 percent you move them into a better place and that's what I love seeing so why do you think so many people struggle to go to sleep because we all want to go to bed yeah yeah <laughs> but we don't always want to go to sleep yeah it's uh it's modern life man like it's the constant stimulation from social media from your job from work uh, if you're an entrepreneur or whatever, or you're nine to five, um, people take work home with them all the time. I used to do it when I worked in my old job, BMW, finish at six, go home about seven. I'd always take my work home with me. Like I'd be lying on the, on the sofa at night, chilling out before I go to bed, just thinking about stuff. And people don't address these things as well. And when you've got that level of stimulation from social media as well, uh, you always know what's going on in the world. You always know what someone who you well, haven't seen for 10 years is doing. Everyone? everyone the world well people like to be in tune with it don't they because it's kind of perpetuated i think well if they just watch the bbc they don't know what's going on in the world but i think that's maybe another story <laughs> yeah. yeah but there's a level of stimulation there yeah. that they just they get accustomed to and i think it pushes them away from the natural physiology or and biology of sleep um we like we're so far away from how we used to be as humans now that's why so many people have struggles with sleep with stress with all kinds of things because the modern world is moving so quickly and we can't keep up and until you break that pattern and you interrupt it uh which is very difficult for a lot of people then um they'll always struggle to some degree and i, I went through it myself with my own uh health journey as, as i've said you just think you have to live life a certain way and if you, if you sleep you're being lazy or you can be successful five hours of sleep and We've heard this narrative before, but you're just not thinking about the long term. You always think about the short term. And that's what people are all the time. It's now, now, now. What can I do now? Rather than thinking about where will I be if I continue on this path in 10 years time. And yeah, just 
an abundance of stress and stimulation, I think, has led us to a point where so we are how, struggling. How do we deal with that abundance of stress and stimulation to help people slow down? Because we do live in a fast-paced world now. You know, all this fucking bollocks lockdown nonsense. Um, I, I don't know if you listen to my podcast, but I'm very, very outspoken. <laughs> um, and as you should I, be as well. Well, and I, and as I think people should be, and they, we shouldn't be censored, and we should be able to say what we want. You know, we have our platforms. I've been censored on every social media platform going, yeah. um, because I shared the truth, and it's like 1984 was not supposed to be fiction. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out George Orwell. <laughs> I mean, um, but this, like, there is this overstimulation and this constant need and desire to be or feel something. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. There's a lack of importance placed on that rest, repair, recovery. And as you alluded to earlier about similar journeys, like with the gym, the weight loss, etc., you know, as well as I do, with going to the gym, you need rest and repair and recovery. Otherwise, you're not going to be at your at your best. So, what can we do to help change the way that people look at sleep? Because you don't, you you can't live on four hours a day. You don't need to be hustling in the five a.m. club and all that fucking bollocks. Like, I genuinely think it's fucking bollocks. I've struggled with sleep my entire life, but I still understand the importance of rest and recovery and repair. So how do we change that narrative that you said about to say, this is what you need. This is what your body needs. You're a human being. You're not a fucking robot. Yeah. Yeah. People, the reason people are like this, and I think how we can change it is to stop looking at the exception and look at the entire picture. Now, what I mean by that is you see someone online who says, oh, Elon Musk only sleeps for five hours a night. So I need to, to be successful, I need to sleep for five hours a night and not put my health first. But they're looking at the exception and not the entire picture because Elon Musk is, you know, he's the only guy on the planet who could probably have the success he's having on five hours of sleep. That's why he's so successful. And but people how, look at that. How do you think he actually only had five hours sleep for? He doesn't say only sleep five hours now. He's got a whole no, no, exactly. Yeah, of course. And this is what, but this is what people buy into when it's like that success is, is given when you sacrifice your sleep. And it's like, no, that, and that's all they look into. It's, oh, I need more time in a day. I'll sacrifice my sleep. And then they end up moving further away from the person they actually want to become and end up being either overweight or chronically stressed out or chronically sleep deprived, whatever it is. So yeah, it's just a, it's kind of a, a narrative of success that exists in this world. And I used to believe it as well, as I, as I said earlier on. To be successful, yes, you have to make sacrifices, but you should never sacrifice your health. There's other sacrifices you can sacrifice, such as social media, being on social media for two hours a day that so many people do without ever being aware of it and just wasting fucking hours online scrolling mindlessly. And then they see something on there that says, oh, to be successful, you need to sleep five hours. Elon Musk sleeps five hours. Oh, that's what I need to do tonight. So I'll bin off my sleep and I'll keep working. But well, what about the other shit you do in the day? You know, that's where you can make sacrifices that add up over time to the level of success you desire. 
And that's how we change the narrative. But until massive companies and people online start doing that, it's very difficult to actually get it across to people, especially young people, because they just only see one way. Mm. And that's what's perpetuated online all the time. This is why I wanted to have this conversation with you and put this out there. Like we're in over 70 countries, which is mm. amazing. Um, given I don't promote it enough, so to the listeners, thank you very much for listening, subscribing, <laughs> downloading. Um, and I just think that there's there's like a, it's not just that there's a missing gap in the market. It's just something that's so very fucking important. And yeah. what do you do you think that there was a pivotal moment in your life that made you go, this is what I need to be doing and this is why I need to help people with this particular thing? Yeah, massively. When my wife got, um, and I've shared this online before, so she won't mind me sharing it on a podcast with you. When she got uh, diagnosed with depression when she was at university, that's actually before I met her, but when I when I did meet her, she was in the midst of taking citalopram every day, 10 milligrams a day, and with no end date in sight. And the doctors were saying, yeah, keep going, you know, well, the, the tablets will help. And eventually they started affecting her sleep. She was gaining weight because she wasn't sleeping properly. And the medication side effect of that is obviously uh, gaining weight and, and poor sleep and other, other things. So. I just, the more I learned about that, the more I started to to hate how they kind of have labeled her and they've labeled thousands and millions of other people around the world with these things that have no end date in sight. They have no uh, review to check the progress or anything like a coach, weekly check-ins, all that stuff. Doctors, here's a fucking box of pills. See you later. I've got another person to look at. And, and this has come, ties into what our previous point was, of this narrative online that if people do make these health sacrifices, they can just get a quick fix from Big Pharma and their GP. Or you can take a nootropic, you can take modafinil, you can take caffeine, you can take fucking whatever you want to fix it rather than looking at the root cause. And you keep hustling, you'll be successful. And we've got this backup in the corner that we make money off. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing and we'll make money and we'll look after you. That's what my wife is. It's like, you've got depression, so you, we'll keep giving you a prescription. And there's no end date. And eventually she was fucking sick of it in the end. And that's how she come off it. With a little bit of my help, I was probably 20% of the picture and she admits it. Like, but I I helped her because I was sick of it. So I was like, right, we're gonna start weaning you off the tablets. And she was like, Yeah, let's fucking do it. I hate this. And eventually she's not she's been off them now for three or four years. Mm. Um that wasn't the identity that she resonated with anymore. And that was the I came out the other side of that and I was like, I want to help more people now, even more, because that really pissed me off big time. And then I was just relentless. I was like, online, I started calling people out and started talking shit about loads of other things that I'd gone through in a bad way, to be fair. I, would, I look back on it now and I'm a bit like, mm, maybe it was a bit too much, a bit too like dictator ish. Um, but I still do it now because I see it. I just do it in a more intellectual, articulated way because I've learned from my mistakes. But I, it exists so much in the industry and as you can tell from where I'm talking now it just winds me up when people say oh I've got this my doctor's told me I've got this and it's like but did your doctor look at the root cause mm -hmm. and this is why I want to help people with the DNA that you know we do with the aura ring which you're wearing on this video now so people can't see it the tracking the data the DNA everything that we have in the business that we've built helps people naturally. And when we've exhausted all of those fucking resources, we can then point them to a medical GP because I'm not a medical professional, but yeah. medical GPs don't do that. They don't go and see someone naturally 
they just give them a fucking prescription. They don't, and I think that's a, well, it's a massive problem. It's a you know, here are some drugs, go and take them. Yeah. That we don't need that. We we are human beings. We we're born from the earth, and like why I, I don't understand why like holistic medicine and the, the natural things are not looked at more but since all of this pandemic bollocks I have seen a lot more people look into more natural remedies and how to overcome things and see the importance of things which is why I think it's important to speak about it even more and to put yeah, it out there because you know we all need more confidence in our lives. No matter how confident a person you think you are, there are areas where we all struggle. Um, I'm the same, you know. I'm, no one's fucking perfect. There, yeah. are, there are times where I'm like, oh, I want to sit in a corner and not speak to anyone. And there are other times where I'm the centre of the room. Yeah. And I think we're all like that. But we can't be this, that centre stage if you haven't got your your health and your sleep right yeah and I think that's really important hence bringing you onto the podcast to help people um to understand this more so what tips would you give to people to help them try to understand to put their health in their sleep first uh are you talking from how to improve sleep or are you just talking about understanding it from understanding it and then how to Okay. Okay. So, basically, what it what it can do for you, it just uh, in its entirety, it regulates every single cellular process in your body. So, if your sleep is, if you're like, oh, I need I need caffeine to get through an afternoon slump, it's highly likely your sleep is poor. Even if you believe in you're getting eight hours in bed, you know you're probably not sleeping for eight hours. You're just spending time in bed, and your sleep quality, specifically the restorative sleep, uh, is not where it needs to be. So. That's how impactful sleep is. It's the foundation of your health. Like like I said earlier, everything you do uh, comes from sleep, like your cognitive performance, your physical performance, your mood, your way you talk. You know, if you stumble over your words consistently or whatever it is, it's probably your brain's not working right. Oh, you man, know? <laughs> yeah, so we do that all the time. Or if, you, if you're losing focus, it's could, probably because your sleep isn't right. So there's loads of things I can dive into with that, but... It, the way to improve it in like the quickest way possible is to start with the basics in the morning. Um, and that will be sunlight to help your circadian rhythm, which so many people don't do. Like that is the tip that I repeat so much because it's so impactful because like you said, Natalie, like we're human beings, we're born from the earth. And part of that earth is the sun rotation around the earth or us rotate around the sun, sorry. So we have to get that light in. If we're sitting yeah, indoors- just be outside yeah. like we've got all of this technology and they like xboxes and playstation oh, the kids like they don't know how to talk to each other go and play outside yeah yeah and okay. our generation right summer holidays how much time did we spend outdoors if, uh, until the street lights came on exactly yeah, and your mum's at mum's in the street shouting at you to come in, and it's half right. nine, quarter to ten at night. But you, but you went home because you had respect for your parents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're you're absolutely right about daylight and sunlight and the difference it makes. So I've I've noticed a huge shift in myself from the eleven months I was in England to just the three months I've been back in home in Mallorca. Oh, it's massive. 
and, and massive. I, I, like I said earlier, uh, I don't think we recorded that bit, but I feel probably like three stone lighter for coming yeah. back home and being in the sun. Because yeah. this is where I feel right. This yeah. is where I feel like Napoli. And if people don't get outside, how have you seen that film Wally? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you understand? Obviously, you must be listening to podcasts. Go and watch the film Wall E, and it's about a robot. Um, everyone gets evacuated from Earth, um, because Earth goes to shit, and then they find a plant, and then just go watch it. I'm not, I'm not gonna any spoiler alerts. Go watch it. I can genuinely see that that's the way the world is going, and I said this yeah. as soon as when it came out. Even back when it came out, I saw that. And people are just on hoverboards, like technology in their face. And when that, obviously, every then, then everybody really got, got really fat. And the two people that fell off, and then they look in each other's eyes. And it's like, people don't do that anymore. Yeah. And I, yeah. I teach people, go and talk to strangers. Go and make friends with people. Talk to, just fucking say hello to the person in the queue in front of you. Because it makes a difference. It affects your hormones. It makes a massive difference to how you feel. When you, you're having a shit day, someone in the street smiles and says hello. How good does that make you feel? Yeah, 10 times better. How yeah, much? Because you don't see it coming, do you? Like that, that boosts your confidence, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So the, the work I've been doing in the evenings this summer, uh, I don't smell too good because it's hot. <laughs> I'm, I'm open with that anyway. And every person that comes to the counter that smells that I can smell them after shave, I tell them how great they smell. And you can just see like this little light on their face. And they they get like this little dopamine boost because yeah. they've been given a compliment. So you imagine what sleep does on a biological term, that is your compliment to yourself, right? I love that, yeah. It is, it is, because you're putting yourself first. And in a world where you're told to help others continuously and not put yourself first, it's an incredibly weird thing to do to go against society for a lot of people. But I believe that if we all took that attitude and we all started putting ourselves first instead of helping others and we weren't pouring from empty cups all the time when our energy is fucked and we aren't in the best health and we can't care for people in our best capacity mentality would start to shift people would start to need less help with things because they're putting their energy and their focus on themselves so they their mindset's better their mood is better they're not looking for dopamine hits from social media they're getting dopamine hits from interaction with human beings because they're going out into the world they're going into nature they're getting sunlight to help their circadian rhythm and their sleep and everything else and it's so weird to talk like that because it's so far from where we are in the modern world now but my wife and i we make it a, we don't have kids but we've got a kid on the way so i've been watching this going oh gary it's easy for you to say because you don't have a kid and it's like yeah but i've got one coming but i know what to do because i've put time and effort into it now granted not everyone has that knowledge and i don't expect you to because we can't all know stuff but it's possible. What I want to do on this podcast is make you believe it's possible because it is. You can go out for 10 minutes in the morning and just go for a walk. It doesn't matter if it's an overcast day in the UK and it's not blazing sun like it is in Mallorca where you are, Natalie. 
getting outdoors and getting some fresh air and a little bit of light, even on an overcast day, is going to be better than sitting indoors in my office now. When I'm looking out the window, it's, I can see how much brighter it is. It's cloudy, but it's warm. In here, you can see the light, but there's just yeah. not enough light. And so many people spend time indoors and wonder why their mood is shit because they haven't moved. They haven't got outdoors, even spoken to another human being. They're on social media all the time. Days and like lockdowns, did days, yeah. As for that, like yeah. I used to get, like you know this, I used to get really angry, like really angry. And then I go for a walk on a beach. And within five minutes, I'm calm. Yeah. It's the way you you hear the sea and your your feet are in the ocean and on the sand and you breathe differently, like with the tide, the way the tide comes in. You do. And I used to think all of that was absolute bollocks. And that's why I really like talking about stuff like this. Because I used to think, like, what a bunch of fucking shit. Like, what, woo-woo. Seriously? Yeah. And now I really understand the importance of it because this made such a difference in my life, which is why I want to help other people with it in the same way that you want to help other people with the issues that you've been through. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about... I put a post out the other day, you've got exactly what you're saying there with nature. And the further you move, audit, audit your life for a second, right? The further you move away from, imagine a caveman, okay, for instance, put, put this as like the ultimate level, okay? The further you move away from that natural caveman who was living outdoors and, you know, sleeping outdoors and all of this stuff and actually moving daily and exercising, or his exercise, obviously hunting, but ours can just be physical movement in general, right? The further you move away from that, and then you put the other uh, side of the spectrum of an overweight human being inside a cubicle in a dimly lit office, staring at a screen for nine hours a day and going home in a car and then going indoors again and looking at a TV, they're completely opposite. Okay, so you want to be somewhere in the middle. Ideally, you want to be working your job. Of course, you do to make money and provide for your family. But you also want to be outside being natural, like you just said, Natalie, going to the beach going into a forest, going into a field, walking around, whatever it is. It's not woo-woo. It's how we are wired as human beings. It is. What's basic, changed? Basic biology. Basic biology. What's changed is the modern world, not us biologically. It, we are still wired that way. We've just had it smacked out of us by the modern world because the modern world has moved so quickly, which is what we said at the start of this podcast. And our brain and our body and our nervous system can't keep up. Why do you think depression, anxiety and sleep have all gone up, sleep problems have gone up alongside mental health issues because of this narrative, the way the world is going now, people are so disconnected from their roots. And yeah. when you do that, there's not a single person listening to this podcast now and go, I disagree with you, Gary. I feel worse when I go into nature. I feel worse when I go to the beach. Fuck off, do you? I, know, I, no, feel, I feel, no, I feel no, better no. when I sit, <laughs> sit in a cubicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel better when I sit in a cubicle in a dimly lit room and stare at a, stare at a computer screen all day than I do when I'm outdoors. And that's I, the difference. Like, I genuinely don't believe anybody who lives a life like that is actually genuinely happy. I'm, I'm like, completely on board with that, yeah. Really within yourself, I think we all know that we need to be outside, we need to be in nature, we need to converse with other people in order to have that confidence to be happy to to live a full a full life mm. and i i i know how important sleep is i've had sleep problems my entire life mm. and i speak about this often on on this podcast which is why i wanted to bring you on so what tips would you give to people to say okay 
we know we need to go back to nature. We know we need to do this. We know we need to get out of the cubicle. If someone needs to do that and they don't know where to start, what what tips would you give them? So start small, what I was saying earlier on with the sunlight. So even if it's not a sunny day, get outside for 10 minutes in the morning. Just as soon as you wake up, just get outside. Don't have to stare at the sun. You don't even have to look up. Just get outside and just get some light on your skin, okay? Summer days, obviously the best. Even in winter and it's an overcast day, you can stand outdoors. You're still going to get more light than you are if you're inside. So that sets you up for the day. Your body's then like, okay, so now I'll, I'll suppress the sleep hormones, melatonin, um, and I'll increase your daytime hormones, cortisol and adrenaline, and I'll get you going. That's what your circadian rhythm is. So 10 minutes in the morning is all it takes. And then hydration for the brain is great as well. So many people don't drink enough water. Uh, yeah, you've got a bottle there. I've got a glass here, you know. Six liters. 45 degrees where you are. It's 25 where I am at the moment. It's quite humid in the UK. So I'm drinking a lot. And um, people don't do that. So I want to clarify drinking water, not drinking alcohol. Yeah, yeah. We're not having tequila (laughs) and uh, (laughs) Sambucas on this podcast. (laughs) No, we are. We are. Water. It is, it, hydration is important. Please continue. Hydration is massively important. Uh, liter of water first thing in the morning or first hour of the day. Set yourself up, get your brain in your body and all your muscles activated. And then I think as well in the morning is reflecting on your to-do list from the night before. So so many people go to bed with loads of things in their heads that they're stimulated by, they're overthinking about work, whatever it is, and they don't write it down and they don't think about the following day. They wake up, they run around the house, they're stressed out. They've got to get the kids ready. They've got to get themselves ready. They haven't planned anything. So everything feels sporadic and kind of impulsive. And I think if you can, in the evening, if you can write down three things you want to achieve, either at work or with your family, whatever it is, or put yourself first, that can kind of be your benchmark for the day. And if you tick those three things off, you've had a great day, regardless of everything else. That's what I mean by stimulation. If we minimize as much of the stimulation as possible and focus on what we need to achieve as human beings and what's in our control, family, our health and our finances and our career can be taken care of because we're focused on those things and we're not listening to things that are distracting us and wasting our energy. So we do that in the evening. Then, of course, there's the basic stuff, you know, like eating your final meal three hours before bed uh, because that just helps with your body temperature, doesn't wake you up in the evening. Uh, Your body shuts down digestion and actually focuses on sleep. If you eat too late, your body's trying to process that food whilst you're resting. No this one is likes to be going to bed yeah now this is something a lot of people don't understand about why i train fasted yeah because yeah yeah. my body responds better because it's only focused on that one thing whereas yeah. if i if i eat before i train my body's going i need to digest this food not focus on the training i know every person yeah. everybody is different but that that is a thing and i think oh, that's, that's a thing yeah it's a really important point to bring up so thank you for, for sharing that as well no, it's cool. Yeah, I completely agree with the training as well. Like your body needs energy to digest food and it also needs energy to get you to sleep. That's how it induces you into sleep. It uses energy. And if you're eating right up to your bedtime or drinking alcohol, whatever it is, or anything that's going to stimulate that digestive process, your body is then going to go, all right, we'll wait for sleep because we've got digestion to deal with. So then you take longer to fall asleep and then your sleep quality is crap because your body's still got to process that food through your gut and your and your cells whilst you're sleeping. So people don't realize this. And it, it's why um, a lot of people do struggle with sleep because it's basic stuff like that that they don't know. They don't get told. And I don't expect them to. Because... So how do we re-educate the world, Gary? 
other than telling I need everyone to, to I need to live till I'm about 500 years old. <laughs> so we need to re-educate the world. Oh yeah, that that that's uh, I mean, we could talk about that for half a day. I mean, you've got your philosophies, I've got mine. Um, the school system and the medical system is broken, as we know. People get drummed into them stuff that doesn't serve them in life. They want to fit you into a system, and people aren't free thinkers anymore. I'm not talking about free radicals and being all woo woo, like you said earlier, and a free spirit. I'm talking about thinking logically. People don't know how to think logically. And they only ever listen to those in authority. Now, there's nothing wrong with that to a degree, right? Mm -hmm. But when it's your only form of thinking, that's a problem. Okay. We all need a little bit of advice from people in power sometimes. And, you know, we can watch the news. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We can, you know, watch the news and take take from it what we will. But when you're only taking that as gospel and thinking that that is the way you should live your life, there's a fucking problem. Yeah. And you've people have had that drummed into them. And that's the issue. It's, oh, I, I have an issue with sleep. I'll go to a GP. I won't go and talk to someone who knows how to naturally fix my sleep. I have a problem with mindset. I have depression. I'll go see a GP. I won't address how I'm eating, yeah. how I'm managing my stress, who I'm talking to, my negative circle that I'm spending 10 hours a day with, my job that I fucking hate and doesn't pay me enough. I'll go get a tablet. And that's the problem because it's quick and it's easy and it's convenient and it's laid out for you rather than looking at the long-term solution. I went to my GP uh, about 10 years ago with my sleep problems and she told me Mm. to read a book. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, you can see how well that went down. (laughs) Um, However, the doctors in Spain, they will hand you out anything you want. Very, very different, very strange, the, 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 the different concepts of the, the way the GPs work. Um, it, it blows my mind, to be honest. And it, actually, when I was 21, I went to the doctor's sleep issue. And I was probably two and a half stone lighter than I am now. Yeah. I love my weight, by the way, just so you know. Um, was a size 10, 8 to 10 UK size that I can't get one leg into now. And that's muscle, by the way. And the doctor said I might be happier if I lost half a stone. Mm. Wow. Like you're saying that to a young, impressionable female. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So on that note, how do we switch the narrative from going to your GP to the better way through what you do and what you teach and how you help people i think it's just a case of people questioning um is there an alternative solution before i go down the route of um the only known solution so what do i know right now i know i know that i can go to gp but what else is out there and putting themselves first goes back to what we're saying putting themselves first so they know that there are alternative solutions out there that can benefit them and bringing themselves away from that kind of mentality of just going to a GP. It's difficult to do, obviously, because a lot of people like to think straight, you know, blinkers on and straight down the tunnel. But there are people out there that will stop first and question if it's the right decision and maybe look for other solution. Of course, there are times where you have to go to a GP. I'm not, I'm not stupid, but yeah. for something that's basic, 
you know, you can look at alternative ways of doing it. And that's what I want to empower people to do. Yeah. Okay. So what are your three top tips for people to be more confident in going to sleep and understanding that sleep is important? Okay. So the magic uh, number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So number one is uh, is put yourself first. Question what's in your control and what you're actually focusing on day to day and where your time is being spent. Because I guarantee you it's not on you. It's probably on a lot of things that don't concern you or things that you think concern you when they actually don't. Um, number two is don't stress about your sleep. Very easy for me to say, granted. But if you're consistent with your routine, focus on your timing, your body will adapt over time. So what I'm saying don't stress is don't try and fix it instantly. Just stick to a plan that you think works for you and adapt over time. It's like going to the gym. You don't stick to one exercise for six weeks. You add more exercises in, you change your plan, you change nutrition. The sleep is exactly the same. You have to optimize it. So don't stress about it. Just find a window of seven to eight hours that works for you and then build around that. See how you get on. And then number three is what I said earlier with the uh, sunlight, the water and the uh, journaling. Combine all of those things, address your mindset before you go to bed, wake up, have your sunlight and your water, and that can set you on the path to, to much better sleep. I think all of that added together, it does make a difference. I know it's made a difference to me and I've I have dream dream places that I've been to since I was a child that I still go to and I, I have these lucid lucid dreams but I know same as a gym like you just said having that routine makes a massive difference and it also helps to be yeah. more more confident in knowing what's going on and when it's going when it's going to happen yeah so on a closing note what does confidence mean to you it means um, the ability to continually believe in yourself despite adversity from society coming your way. People having confidence knocked out of them time and time again, but the ability to consistently believe in that allows you to instill that confidence into other people down the line and continuously build on to your life and ultimately lead the life you want, whether it's fixing your sleep, whether it's losing 10 pounds, whether it's hitting a deadlift PR in a gym, whatever it is, you just have to keep going and, and then block out the noise and ask yourself where your focus is time and time again, that's going to keep that confidence. Because if you're focusing on the right things, your confidence will stay in the right place. If you're getting distracted all the time, you start listening to other people's opinions that don't serve you, your confidence will deviate. And that's when people just kind of conform to the normality and they just fit in and they don't actually achieve their potential or become the confident person they know they can be. Do you believe in stepping outside the box? Yeah, hugely. Yeah, you know we you know we do that all the time. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in the position we're in. You know, we would just be in a nine to five going, yeah, this is my life. I didn't want to be that person. I wanted to help people. And that's what I've determined to do. So, so on that note, where can people find you? Uh, main channel would be Instagram for me. Um, and yeah, just Google Gary J. Ullman or Google Sleep Optimization Coach. Uh, I'm on there. And then Facebook as well where obviously you and I connected initially. I use that now and again, but Instagram is my main platform. Cool. So what's your Instagram handle? Gary J. Allman. Gary J. Allman. That will be in the show yeah. notes for all of you lovely listeners to find and go and seek out Gary and get some more amazing top tips from him. Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I'm probably sure that we could chat for hours 
<laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> We've got um, tight schedules. <laughs> we we do have tight schedules, and I think that's the other thing to to instill into people is to understand boundaries and to set those in yes. place, and yes. let people know that you are now in a different routine. You have these things going on, and that is your time and that is their time and then that will then help you overall because I know that that made a massive difference to me so boundaries are massive yeah yeah Yeah. set the boundaries um and make sure you get your sleep and if you have trouble sleeping or you've ever had any issues or you want to find out any more please do feel free to contact Gary then the links are in the show notes I want to thank you very, very much for listening, for subscribing, for downloading. And if this has been useful to you, please do share it with other people. But otherwise, I will see you on the next one. Bye.